right, everybody, here, as promised, is part two of the massive Maps to the Stars pod Sack. Sorry about the delay last week. This was just such a massive podcast, but here it is. Enjoy. It's Pod-Cusack, baby. We learned that Mia Wasakaska, because Cusack learns from Julia Moore, who just hired her new assistant, Mia Wasakaska, Cusack learns that Mia Wasakaska is out of jail slash hospital. And this is where we learn that she is the daughter of Olivia Williams and John Cusack and the sister of Tanboy Longneck, Long Benji, um, and so Cusack and Olivia Williams have this conversation. It's like clear they sent her away, and they're like, uh, uh, you know, Olivia Williams is really nervous. What if she comes around the house? And Cusack's like, she won't. Blah blah. blah you know, so they're like, they're aware, and they're you know talking about getting a restraining order, all this stuff. Tan little boy, Tan little Longneck is in his room reciting. Liberté, the poem. So it's clear he has this connection to Mioas Casca, who's also constantly reciting this poem. Um, Cusack tells him, you know, your sister is out of wherever she was. What does he say, Mary? He's like, she's... She's uh, here. Free white and 18. Courts I remember, yeah. older. She's free. She's, I was like, you're not yeah, lying, man. She's free, she's white, she's 18. <laughs> yeah. Like, In wow. the driest way mm-hmm. to your child. So she is out... And and he's like warning his son. Um, next scene, Julianne Moore. Unfortunately, she loses the part of her mother to some other actress, and she is devastated. Great, great scream. Great throwing the cell phone scream. Which you were waiting for. You were like, yeah. you hear the whole voicemail, and you're like, yeah. freak out, freak out, girl. We know. Oh, we. Did seen you guys it all. also agree though that that agent was the best oh that agent was i would love that voicemail that was the nicest way to give any bad news ever yeah the agent seems to be the only like quote-unquote hollywood type that cronenberg has like an actual good essence he's just like you know what sometimes you get an elderly jewish agent who's she's a sweetheart yeah she's a sweetheart that's probably his agent he was yeah i'll give her a role yeah robert hansen and mia wasikaska run into each other on the street uh, and they, you know, have like a, a, some kind of in, in discussion and uh, they're both waiting on the people who are inside shopping. And Julia Moore comes out and says, oh, I can't believe I just spent $18,000, which I really like. Oh, who uh, who hasn't been there? Ugh. Coming out of the L.A. store. I mean, we love to see it. Coming, Girl. Yeah. Coming out of 21 sided. Maude Lebowski. Get Wolfsburg. it. I like had a vision of me the one time I went to Sweet Green and just leaving there and be like, can't believe I spent $17 on a salad. I'm a psycho. They're always good though. So good. Unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it. Worth every penny. Plus the bread roll offer. It's not worth every penny, but they're very good. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I slum it and go to Just Salad. And those are are nice. Never been. Don't know them. Never heard of her. I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. Uh, not cheat. Julianne Moore has another like vision vision of her mother. Her mother's just like your new chore whore, and you have a lot in common. So it's like it's unclear at some point is like who are are these ghosts or are they manifestations? Because sometimes the ghosts know more information. Like this moment, the ghost of her mother sort of knows more information than she should know because she knows yeah, that's true. the connection between. Uh, right and i kind of like that it's like you think that these characters are crazy but then they're like oh they're actually getting like 
info from beyond the grave mm-hmm. and it's not just like crazy like oh crazy person shit it's like oh this is like some real clairvoyance here yeah i mean that's i liked the sometimes i would say i liked the tone of this it, movie it does seem like the overall tone is spooky central like a little bit there's more meaning behind all of this but it's just like either would the right way to say it be like heavily laid or also mysterious like how is that combo working like do you know what i mean no. Like he's handing you metaphors, but he'll give it to you one time. No, he'll give it to you 17 times. Right. It's exactly. Heavy-handed. He'll use the same right. dialogue yeah. constantly. He'll yeah, use yeah, the same. Yeah. 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 He's not spoon feeding it, but he is like mm-hmm. force feeding you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. That was a really good thing I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make I'm that a little louder than it. everything else. <laughs> I'm gonna like raise the volume at that part. So everyone listening, <laughs> on, like, everyone on their AirPods is like, whoa, got that. Uh, Mia Wasikowska comes to back to Julian Moore's house, and Julian Moore is just like, "Wait, do you know this guy, John Cusack? Oh, you don't? I knew this. Of course you don't. My mom is a dead woman talking to me." And then I, I did like the line she says, "I have the flu. I need cigarettes." I so, love it. Yeah. I, love I loved it. I've worked with so many um, people in the service industry who do the same thing. I have strep. I'm going for a cigarette break. Yeah, um, you gotta sit down. You gotta sit down. Yeah, sit down. Then there's a great scene where Julianne Moore is like wearing this robe with, with like bright red underwear underneath, and it's like very vibrant. Kind of call that it was a robe. very that was very boogie nights. Yeah, yeah, very boogie nights. And she only wears like see through clothing in this movie. She's perfectly dressed and like with the bleach blonde hair. I thought it was incredibly her look is perfect for that. Exactly, she's like playing her own age, dressing like an eighteen year old, Mm -hmm. but an eighteen year old in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, but that is like the desperate. You just feel her desperation of like aging actress. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The driest hair. But then we learn in this scene that the woman who got the part that she wanted, that woman's son drowned. And now she's obviously inconsolable, and Julianne Moore is like, "Wait, back do we up learn that the part?" Scene? Yeah, that's we the 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 next scene is well, it's like the next oh, scene. right, 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 right because right, right. then yeah, she yeah. takes right after that part where she's like American spirits and truffles and whatnot. Then they go outside and move the plant. She's trying to get her to move the plant. Right, 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 right. And then right, the Asian right, pops right. in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's obviously- I loved this scene. She's happy. She's psyched. It was like, so uncomfortable. Na, 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 na. I was like, oh, have yeah. her at every funeral. Na, na, na. Na, and what she's saying, what she's saying the kid's name. What's the kid's name? I Micah. Micah, she's like, Mike is fire. We are water. I, know. I was like, oh my fire. god, you psycho! Bitch. He did it one yeah. more fucking time. Yeah, that was right. absolutely insane. It's very which was weird too because in the moment when she realizes with the agent, I was like, oh, we're seeing that she has true moral compass. She was like, oh, I shouldn't take it. She should go back to work. Like she'll want to do that, oh, and no. I trusted that saying- that's how she was feeling. And then- I didn't think she was lying. And then afterwards, when she's like running around all manic, I was like. Am I just a doof over here believing you, you actor? Well, she said, it's like, it's the actor thing of like, you say all the right things. You're like, oh no, she should go back to work. Oh no, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I love the tone of her being like, make sure I'm not the only one on hold because we'll mm-hmm. have other people on hold. Right. Call them, yeah. call them and make sure. And the agent's like, I'll call them. So crazy. Mm-hmm. And then she's like singing and dancing and she's like saying the kid is like her. That part was so troubling. That was so troubling. She's it wasn't so just like, I knew she would celebrate, but I didn't think it would be like, like basically, like a, a person on meth is like what you were looking at. Yeah, no, I think yeah. they, I think they depicted mania well. They really did. As hello, hello, <laughs> as as a manic myself, I I thought they did well. 
Yeah. As Matt can attest, last night I kept asking some of my friends to jump on my back and I'd give them a ride home. So mania can make you think a lot of things about yourself. You were just drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Mary, that's not mania. That's alcoholism. Alcohol is like, you have manic episodes, but that wasn't one of them. That you were just drunk. I think sometimes I go into power periods where it combines and it's like a superhuman. They don't combine. They can. I don't know. Every time I have a, a mania flare up, I drink one drink and I go to sleep. Cut this out of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave it in. <laughs> leave it all in. I'll just leave in the reactions. So it'll just. Yeah. yeah. So much laughter. Uh, great. Uh, okay. So then Mia Waskaska goes and visits Robert Pattinson on set. They have a little, you know, nice moment. Their relationship is developing. Then Julia Moore has lunch with the director of this film that she wants, you know, or she now has the part in. The director's name is Damien, which is like the perfect name for like a shithead young director. It's all for you, Damien. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Damien Hurst. I was like, you. are there only I was thinking Damien Chazelle, that dude who made La La Land. So yeah, oh. only evil Damien's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, only evil I know Damien's. one Damien I think is good. Well, unclear, yeah. On hold, yeah, you're yeah, right. Well, well, let's cut that out. We don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Total shithead little director is like, things happen for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. Blah, 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 blah. He's just excited to be making this movie with Julianne Moore. They're just like flattering each other and it's like horrible Hollywood bullshit. Um, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Then, big scene. These two sort of separate stories are colliding. Mia Wasikowska visits Tanboy Longneck for the first time. She shows up in his trailer. uh, And I wrote down, it looks like Cronenberg is digitally making the Tanboy's neck longer. It's a no wonder he's famous for body horror. That's a joke for you, Death. Uh... (laughs) I mean, it's true. The neck gets longer. The it's, more you're suspensed. Yeah. Or are we like making tell. fun of this real human's body? I don't know. This real human is so rich, we can make fun of his body. He'll give us money. Is that what yep. you're saying? He'll yes. pay us to make fun of his to body. stop talking about mm-hmm. his neck. Rich people don't have feelings. Right. Yeah, famously. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. MK <laughs> showing me the, the lizard and the mammal sloth from Ice Age. Look it up, people. This is that, this is that kid identical it is all right i'm gonna try to pick up the pace just through the end of this movie so they have a little talk it's just like did you start the fire yes she was hallucinating you know she they have this talk he's like did you really want to hurt me no i didn't want to hurt me but then why'd you set the house on fire and give you a bunch of sleeping pills blah 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 blah. it's sort of a tense discussion but he's not all he's not seemed super charming during that actually he's not super unhappy to see her no he's he's like he's he's pretending to be neutral but seems like Mm -hmm. oh good she's here yeah yeah for sure there's clearly still a lot of a sense of healthy fear yeah 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 he was just like if you try to hurt me again i'll fucking kill you yeah he like he comes i really believed him in this scene Uh, otherwise i was he's a good actor this is the last thing he was in like wow. he made this movie and he hasn't made a movie since. So I don't know. Maybe he was just like, oh, I'd like to like go to college and be a normal person and maybe he'll reappear, you know, after maybe. At some yeah, point. Yeah, I'd love to see him. But I think things. he's really good. I would Again, love all the if, acting like, in this movie. I feel good. like also this part is such a cure for child acting. 
Yes. Being like totally. the worst child actor. Yes. You pro- you're yeah, like, 100%. you're having a bad, every child actor has a bad time on set, but when you're having a bad time on set while playing someone having a bad time on set, yeah. totally. you're probably just it's like, I'm never returning fucked. to this. Yeah. Yeah. And it rubs every part of, every all of the parts of like how it could go wrong in your face constantly, like drug abuse. Like that was hard for me to like wait for you to finish. <laughs> okay. It rubs every I'll part of you. speed it up. <laughs> you got it. It rubs every part of you on its skin. Uh, So they have this talk. Then Cusack is showing some couple. (laughs) I don't. This scene is not important. Cusack is like showing a couple out, and he's like actually giving them good advice. And he's just like, "This is what you were talking about." Where he's just like, "If you're gonna fight." Don't find the bedroom. Bedroom's where you sleep. The bedroom's where you make love. Fight. Go to go to a coffee shop. Go to the living room. Great Fight advice. outside the bedroom. I, was like, I love. I love really coffee nice. shop. You're like, yeah, oh my go god, go shop. outside Head the room. To that coffee whisper shop. fighting. Show your fight to people. Yeah, whisper fighting at fucking strangers. IHOP at <laughs> four a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go to a Denny's. Have you talk about the abortion? Then Cusack tracks down his daughter Mia Wasikowska, and they have a really intense scene. And I think Cusack is really good in this scene and he's you know she's like i'm 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 better now i'm going through the steps i'm taking my meds blah 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 and he says our lives are rich and full we made them from the ashes you made and he like tells her to leave town and he gives her 10k he's like here's 10k yeah he like tries to buy her off do your shit daddy give me 10k well i think it, it was a really good moment for cusack in this movie because like in the beginning he's framed as like the one who's not like the hollywood shell yeah, exactly. And then you you're like, oh, you're worse. You're actually yeah. worse. Yeah, and, and then he's we, very he, he also we I feel like we haven't brought this up. He keeps so met, uh, through the whole movie. His whole deal is like nothing can disrupt his book tour. <laughs> yeah, he's obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. He's, this he's about book to tour. go on. Bo- he's about to go on his book tour, and that's just the only thing he cares about in the wake of like his son like being on heroin and his son like being this huge actor. His wife like having a nervous breakdown. His, him clearly having like a daughter who's like an insane asylum. And he's like nothing can disrupt my book tour. And which also, is such a dad move. There's um, my book tour. The kid. When he goes into his son's bedroom and the kid is reading the poem, the French poem, he like hides the poem in John Cusack's book. And I just imagine that John Cusack put his book in oh, his son's yeah. room oh, and yeah, forced yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when he goes in this scene, <gasps> yes, yes. In this scene, when he goes to meet his daughter, she right. has a stack of his books. And I also imagine that like he had no contact with her when she was in the hospital, didn't visit her, but he did send her his books. Uh, I didn't I notice like a stack of books. So from my well, like, he mentions it. from he me, does. yo, from me, I was like, he, you, your dad sees you for the first time in seven years after committing you to a mental institution, and he goes, "Have you read my books?" <laughs> yeah. Which is my dad is a writer, and my dad has written books, and is like one hundred percent would do. Mm-hmm. My dad went to a bookstore opened up in our hometown, and my dad made me go with him to see if his books were there. Uh, so this this really strikes me as a this this rings this true. Rings true. <laughs> Can you help him like true. move them around so that they'd be like more? Presentable? They were unfortunately in the back in like the student section where you get your classes from. So but we, they were we there. Move, we move them to the front. We move them. To the yeah, front. yeah, you do. Front. You gotta mm-hmm. next to Da Vinci Code. Next scene. Benji is getting a massage. His neck is horrifying. Okay, we've already covered that. Then he has a second vision of the girl with non-Hodgkins, but now he's also has the vision of the drowned boy actor. Which makes it more like, oh, he's getting actual like 
information from beyond because he had no connection to the drowned boy. Exactly. It's very like the shining. That's very like, true. Uh, is this in yeah. Jack's head? Or but then once Shelley Duvall starts seeing them, it's like, oh, this place is actually haunted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the kid, whatever. Um so yeah. Uh, uh, and then there's another scene of their house. And Olivia Williams is like sobbing in the bathtub. But we also see on the TV screen, John Cusack's self-help stuff. So it's like constantly playing on the screens in his own house. Yeah. It just yeah. goes back to like how, you know, sort of narcissistic obsessed with himself he is. Um, Nothing can ruin the book tour. Exactly. Yeah, it's in that sort of world. I also was like, who weeps in the bath? You weep in the shower. No, no, no. MK, you live in New York City. <laughs> You don't have a bath. <laughs> MK? MK? I you don't shower have that I can't bend over in. You have one bathroom in your uh, railroad apartment and yes. you weep in it. And if you had a bath, okay, you weep I guess I, yeah, I was being very egocentric about that. I didn't realize you could weep anywhere. I was like, I never wept in my bathtub. You never had a bathtub, bitch. <laughs> Check yourself. I just masturbated a bathtub. Yeah. Mary's <laughs> like, yeah, I you do. weep on the subway, of course. <laughs> yeah. um, no, exactly. Like, I feel like at, uh, like for us, our socioeconomic level, it would be like, oh, if I had a bathtub, I would not allow any sadness in that. No yeah. way. The bathtub is my hot tub time machine, and I am having a lot of alcohol. I'm smoking a joint. It I'm, just got room for my body I'm and Anya's sweet, any, sweet if voice. If anyone brings any... And happiness into the bathtub, I kill them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, do you know how much a bathtub costs in an apartment? <laughs> but this is LA, you weep in the bathtub, yeah. which Olivia Williams is doing. So you can see now like it's, it. this whole thing is, is deeply troubling to her as well. Uh, and then we see Mia Wasikowska. She is now flushing all of her pills down the toilet. So it's like, Uh-oh, holy it's shit. It's she on. is going off her meds, baby. It's fucking on. Um, we get a nice scene of Mia Dubs and Robert Pattinson. They go on like a late night walking date, and this is the second time that the two of them, the two of them, have been at a like. It's a a plot that is has been burned to the ground, and I don't know if it's clear at this point in the movie, but this is like their old house where she burned it down. Right. What is yes. the scene? They go on like a date, and this is where they like make That's out. That's where that the was. Can they fuck yeah. when she's like, "There's how did I not get that?" I was looking at the scenery, and I was just like, "Where are they?" And then I gathered it. It did look like quite a set, but I don't they know give if it's you ex- nothing. They, okay, the, this guy gives you nothing. He's like, <laughs> "You either did pick not up understand or that. you don't." Well, it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, at one point in the movie, it does. They explicitly do say that that is like we still own the plot of land, and that is like. That is the place where yeah, their house used part. to be that she burned yeah. down. Um, but this is scene is really just like they've they have consummated their relationship and they are now more or less a couple. Um, cut to Julianne Moore is like pulling an LBJ and is talking to Mia Wasikowska, like force forces her to talk to her on the shitter, and she's just like squeezing out tiny turds. And they actually you actually hear farts. Yeah. Which I think rocks. Really like, wild. How farts, you yeah. have so often have actors on toilets, but Julian Moore's farting. Yeah. And, and then that part where she's like, man, like, this stinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like wow. And she'll fully like pause in the middle of a sentence to like Ugh, you know, squeeze one out, which is like it's nice. It's honestly so hard it's to be thrilling. constipated. I was so happy to see it on screen. Yeah. And because of drugs. I love that. Right. Like, yeah. I feel like often movies paint drugs as very glamorous and like you never get the like, 
I took, I did a lot of coke and I desperately needed to shit in this club. Or you like, right? Or you never right, get the right, like, right. oh, I did all this oxy and I haven't shit for four days. Yeah. And I like that they sort of showed that. They were like, oh, Julian Moore is backed up. Yeah. And well, she it, also it goes leaves back and to, doesn't like, wash her hands, which I not like Not one too. moment does she wash it. That's what she's like, it stinks in here. It doesn't wash yeah. her hands. And she like gets in a big rush and then leaves without washing. It's yeah. kind of interesting because what we were just saying was, the, I was like, when did we last discuss this according to like a John Cusack situation? It was Road to Wellville. Mm-hmm. Was a poop-centric film. Mm-hmm. And that's where we learned that if you do heroin, you get backed up. Right, yeah. There's a lot of John Cusack movies Oh, I love about drugs. Spotting. That's yes, that's true. It's right, a thing. of course. Yes, of course. Of course. No, of course, no pooping. That Mm-hmm. The classic mm-hmm. train spotting suppository scene. Yeah, I can't Man, imagine someone came movie. up to me and being like, "You could take a drug so that make you feel wonderful, but you'll never poop again." That would be hard for me. Uh, like I already have a drug that makes me drug. feel wonderful, and it's pooping. <laughs> <laughs> so don't take that away. <laughs> don't take it away, baby. All right, the next scene is all of the little child starlets that were in the club in the previous scene. They're hanging out. Benji, the little tanboy long neck, has now fallen off the wagon because of the stress of it's his sister. It's not the same ones, right? It's like a different girl who it's looks different, exactly the same as the other girl. It's one of a different girl and then one of the same girls. Because Gene Vest shows, Gene back Vest up. shows yeah. up. But basically, it's just to show that he's falling off the wagon and then his friend has a gun for some reason and they're playing with a gun and he like gives the fucked up friend a gun. It's just like, of course, what do you think is going to happen when a fucked up? What did up- they say? They said they're like, this is the gun from something that was really funny and I don't remember what. Oh, I I missed that one. I did. I also missed that. Oh, sorry. They, they cut it out. But they said like, this is the gun from, from some insane movie that I was like, oh my God, that's funny. Okay, I, I go, did think that that I'll gun go was back in. I'll looking. go back. I'll figure it out and then cut it in. So you just say this is the gun from, and then I'll cut in what it was from. <laughs> Perfect. No, and they say this is the gun from Columbine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really that's really good. And then, but then the, he gives the gun to his fucked up friend, Tamboy Longneck, who quote unquote lets lets all the bullets fall out. Like he opens the. You know the mag, and but there's the always fall. one in the. There's always chamber, one in the chamber, baby. baby. And he's playing that, with this yeah. gun, and then he fucking shoots his friend's dog, like gorgeous, gorgeous dog, dog. gorgeous sheep, sheep, dog. sheep dog. Devastating. I wish he shot one of the the young. Oh, one hundred percent. I wrote down, goddamn dog, you kill a goddamn dog. And it's one of those scenes where you know, a choice of has course, been the gun is gonna fire, and of course, oh, yeah. someone's gonna get I was shot. For and it. the second the dog walks in, you know, you know. it's yeah. gonna happen. Well, because I didn't. If they should have introduced the dog earlier, yeah, to make it more suspenseful, yeah. Because the second the dog walks in, you're like, that dog's gonna be dead. But yeah. like before that, you're like on edge. You're like, oh my god, which one of these? Children I was really excited die? to yeah. see one of them get shot. Well, he was gonna shoot himself in the head. Yeah. yeah. So then I did like the the kid's reaction is very honest and it's just like, fuck you, man. You just killed my dog. It's really sad. Um, Then we get a scene of Mia Wasikowska. She goes to visit her mom, Olivia Williams. Her mom is like tentative, but like lets her come in and like. Her mom with her little monk haircut. Her little monk haircut. She has in every movie. That woman? Well, I only remember her from Rushmore. She, Where she had the baby bangs. Oh, well, same vibe, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby bang. Among haircut is just baby bangs all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
And this is where the mom confirms, like, we didn't know we were brother and sister. And I will say, I needed a little bit more of the how and of the oh, why. For sure. Cusack and her are brother and sister, and they got together and, like, got married and had kids. Yeah. And it was, quote, unquote, random. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They, they met each other in Europe, and it's like, At like uni? you said, the, the parent trap uni? thing. It's like, what? It's a total parent how? trap. It's like, it's like, you meet this person who's your turns out to be your long lost brother and you happen to fall in love. I don't know. It's like also breakups happen. They met in university. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's true love. Honestly, if I got marry, together with yeah. my brother in university, then I'd be like meant to be, I suppose. Yeah. You're right? like, wow, if it was this fucked up, then I guess we should just double down. <laughs> yeah. You got to double down. <laughs> this is who I am now. Exactly. You this get canceled. It's I like am. getting canceled. You double down. Yeah. You yeah. gotta. You're like, oh, no, I believe in incest now. <laughs> it's the only way to survive. And I will say, do you think that um, Game of Thrones had anything to do with the like prevalence of incest in this movie? Because this was 2014. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what, three, four years into this is Game of Thrones is the biggest thing in the planet at this point. Maybe Game of Thrones was like two years in probably. No. Started in 2010, 2011. So this so would have like been three, five four years. years. Yeah. That's oh, really? crazy. Yeah. So this is like prime, you know, red wedding, whatever is happening in Game of Thrones at the time. This is this peak Game of Thrones. So television. are you saying did but Game also, of Thrones no, incest comes in Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, did Game wild. of Thrones, I mean, I didn't, don't think it invented incest, but Game Guess of Thrones what? did News it like mainstream Matt. it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like was more mainstream because everyone in you know who watched that show was just like, oh, I just want Jamie and Cersei to get together, those crazy kids, you know? You're like, oh, they're so. Right, maybe but, but maybe I'm like, off base here. I no, don't you're know. totally not off base because they totally make that those cu- that couple sympathetic, and you're right. But also, like incest comes and goes. Like remember, like what was it called? Flowers in the attic. Oh, oh yeah, sure. yeah. So like that that was very mainstream. I feel you know also, you're really right. Incest comes and goes. It really it does. does. It's like really. It's like people are like it's tab. Boo! When there are no wars happening, we throw it on the table. Mm-hmm. We're like, we got nothing this else to talk up? about. And then it's just like, love is love is love is love, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. Lemon Miranda. Yeah, I can't wait for his incest musical. <laughs> um, so, in this scene, the incest is confirmed. Cusack comes home and then just starts brutally attacking Mia Wasikowska, just like punching her stomach. The mom's just like, stop and and we and we see that the mom clearly had her motherly instincts take over and she's still very uh protective of mm-hmm. Mia but Cusack picks her up and throws her out and i would say again Cusack does such a good job of i've seen obviously a lot of his movies now over the course obviously, of this yeah. podcast so many. Yeah. um too many and in his later years he plays <laughs> think, a yeah. lot more villains i think just as he is aged out of playing the hero in it's many movies because he looks too good to be a hero that's a weird take, that I think. That's like no take. one said that take. A lot of people yeah. describe his later Cusack as like he's that puffy, he's weird looking. That was one of the things that looking. someone has said where no. I'm like, he'd love to hear that. Yeah. He looks so good. He has to be the villain. He's like his clear skin, bright eyes, fair fight, most play, Friday Night Lights. Right? It sounds like yeah. that. And Maggie's more of a Cusack fan than she initially exactly. let on. And is attracted to him, clearly. I'm a Cusack fan. <laughs> mm. What? What you know, H yeah. Yeah, 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 yes, exactly. I watched the doc, yeah, no, but also, I, I didn't realize where we go one, was, we go all, right? Where we go, we go it, all. Baby. For Cusack, 
Also, um, I didn't realize that he was a Bernie bro, and now I yeah. <laughs> completely oh, yeah. flipped. Yeah, that's I'm changed. Like, okay. Follow him. You'll love him. Um, You'll love him. But I was just going to say, he's he's really good at being menacing. Sometimes in the movies I've seen, he's plays a villain, and he's just he's not really selling it. But in this movie, he plays menacing very well, and he plays the physical. You know, obviously, he's beating up a yeah. fish girl. But like it's, I feel like he really sells it. And he's, I just feel like he's really good in this movie. It's all, Can I say what say. really translates in his... This movie was one of the first ones I've watched in a long time um, where I was like, he's enjoying this role. The two, you and I looked at each other and we're just like, he is enjoying this. Like, he yeah. is a fan of this movie. He's a fan of the script. He's a fan of his role. He's putting a lot into this, which is incredible to watch him do because he's such a good actor and to actually see him apply that with joy and integrity. But then... I think he gravitates more so, theory, to roles that are based in kind of um, smarminess and uh, non-empathetic roles because he is someone who understands the evilness of this entire career path, like right. where it's going to take you. And he wants to represent that. He does. He feels fake and everything else. Well, it's bit, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's so super right. He's very... From the roles he's taken and from the things he said in interviews, he's clearly very anti-Hollywood and the whole yeah. Hollywood apparatus. So I think any time he gets a chance to skewer that in even the yeah. smallest ways, he's going to go hard. Well, like, yeah. He's going to bite that off. Yeah. I think villain villain is like villain. We think of villains as people with strong convictions, but this character had like no strong conviction. So it was like a, an amazing moment of just like him like wailing on his daughter because he's like, mm. I cannot miss my book book tour. The book tour. (laughs) And we'll get to it later, but he has another moment of like complete cowardice and like ultimately like that is a better villain than a villain who's like, ah, yes, my ultimate plan. Which is kind of like the daughter, Mia, which I kind of... 100%. Yeah, yeah. What is the correct way? Mia's character is like way more of a villain than anyone else in this movie. Yes, but she's also yet that. the most most sympathetic character in the movie. Yes, absolutely. I well to bring it back to that though, when they were in the trailer, her and Benji, and he was like, "Please just explain to me what you meant by giving me drugs and putting me to sleep and then setting the house on fire." But you're also saying that you didn't mean to like uh, endanger my life. She really doesn't explain it, and I do not understand what she fucking is talking about. And then she switches it back to the parents or siblings, and she found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, but girlfriend, you're not. What do you say? You're not explaining. You did mean to kill him, did you not? I guess so. Yeah. Well, which we know at the end, which we'll get to. But she's clearly crazy, right? She's a, a schizophrenic. She's she's a schizophrenic, but like, but then her. we're also we're seeing a lot of clairvoyance all over. The yeah, place. that's true. Yeah, it's unclear what's crazy and what's not. You're yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, um, if she saw kids, is what she was saying to him, and he sees kids. Yeah, and, and he, so does Julia. Julianne that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees kids who are not kids that he has had any affiliation with. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it crazy or is it or is it real? So the next scene then is like one of those scenes where he has these visions because so basically he. This whole time he's been working on this movie, this sequel to the movie that made him famous. There's this other young actor who's getting all the laugh lines and he's really jealous of this young actor. So he follows him into the bathroom sort of to accost him, intimidate him. I don't know exactly what he's trying to do. But while he's with him in the bathroom, he has the vision of this kid 
as the girl, uh, the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma girl, and basically then attacks him and chokes him and almost, it seems like to death, then we later learn he's, he It makes sense okay. that he just choked him out. Yeah, but he- Because I, I wrote yeah. down it takes a half an hour just to yeah. move someone. But he, he attacks this kid. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wait, movies I, are not in true. all the movies. I know, so sure. Hmm. Wild. Wow. You heard it here. First <laughs> Cusack Nation. Uh, if you're trying to choke I don't know someone, why I know really that. take <laughs> your time. Really? It takes like a while. if you cut up all their air supply? It takes a really long time because you basically aren't just cutting off air supply. You're also having to crush things and like you don't have the strength to do that. Like it just takes a long time. Wow. Unless so, you're like Andre the Giant. I don't I'm going to get a little crazier in bed now. Yeah, <laughs> you can <laughs> go for it. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he chokes this kid out, and then the next scene, he's in sort of a hospital jail type situation, and his mom is like clearly very worried, uh, and she has a short talk with him, and then cut to her, the therapist, and Cusack are all outside, and they're talking about like what they're going to do, what the legal ramifications of this are going to be. They learn that he is being recast in the in the movie, and there's like a funny line where the the mom's like, "Why?" But that kid has such a small part. Why are they recasting him? Oh, that was and great. That was and it's just so like, good. no, they're recasting our son. You idiot! Uh, Who tried to kill but, someone? Yeah. And she has the great line. It's just like, "Oh no! Now the whole world will know. The world will know we've done crimes." <laughs> that was insane to me because, like, there is redeeming parts of this movie, but that was imagine being the director. Oh yeah, and or even the editor. Looking at that take of a woman going, oh, no, the world will know that we have done crimes mm-hmm. and being like, that's the take. Yeah, 100%. That's I wrote so down, crazy. now the world will know. The world will know we, we have done crimes. crimes. I know. And then I quoted it, the cops when recording devices were made. <laughs> yes. Like, that is the corniest sentiment I've ever fucking heard. Also, it's like, also it's like don't get let your child audition for major motion films when you guys are, are like siblings. our siblings and have a book w- tour coming it up. will come up tour. it will come up if you are si- like direct brother sisters and marry and your child becomes a famous like yeah look at yourselves actor, for a second you have it's just it's over yeah it's, you can't let your kids do that shit. Yeah, 100%. Well, what we know from the later scene is there's a scene where Cusack is in the car on the phone and he's just like, whatever, if it comes out, it comes out. I'll do Oprah and I'll do all these other things and I'll open up another revenue stream. I know, like that he's already I like loved, yeah. going crazy with the next- That's like, smart. Well, that's exactly what I would do. Or it's like the Rachel Dolezal shit. It's like she got more money from that than anything else in her life. It's oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you get, you get so much money from Scandal. The book deal, yeah. It's always gonna, it's always gonna be huge. I think that's why they made. There's like a law now that serial killers can't make money from book deals because too many of them were making whatever. This I'm is not sure. Is it recent? I know that they Rihanna, all no, this was like Rihanna Taylor, the cop, yeah, who has got a book deal. But then they what is his it. book? What is his book could possibly be about? How the long is it? Like I shot an innocent woman in her own bed. Yeah, I think. Like, uh, yeah, and then it'll probably be a lot about his childhood, high school. I mean, it's yeah. like the OJ book. If I did it. You yeah, know. 100%. So, yeah, I don't think that's well, true. Well, that's, I think that's different. Like, that's that's funny. Well, that, much like this movie, is a cocaine book. Yeah. Oh. We love, like, that's so a cocaine book. So true. This is a cocaine he movie. He wrote that in one night. Oh, he didn't write it. Oh, who wrote it? But someone, someone else, else wrote, wrote it in one night. <laughs> yeah, someone else wrote it. That's true. No one writes their own books anymore. Um, so the whole world is going to know that they've done crimes, and this is another 
Cusack in this scene is just like, as long as it doesn't interfere with the book deal, you know, that's or book tour. That's all he's obsessed about. Uh, next scene, Julianne Moore is being driven home by our boy RP and is just being a real bitch to him and is teasing him about like, what is it like to fuck a burn victim? Do you like, which is so crazy. Cause she like Mia, which is so beautiful. Yeah. And in this movie, she's also so beautiful. Yeah. It was a like, very clear. Julianne is, um, fragile. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and like jealous. it's like it's like I can get one over on this burn victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she missed work the other day. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it's yeah. She's clearly she's the archetype of like the deeply in, in uh, deeply insecure actress. And you know, she says it's like, so you're just like fucking her for research. Would you fuck me for research? Are my she's like, am I prettier? Are my holes better? Do you want to fuck my holes? And like, really? just like crazy. I did have, I did have a moment of being like, did I miss the lesson in sexting on like holes? talking about holes? Me too. I thought I, I, I wrote like, down yeah. flatter my holes. Like, right? What? Like, it was like I've never. I don't think I've ever in a sexual context been like, tell me about my holes. Oh, I've never mentioned my. And holes I was like, anyone. I'm like, is that a failure on my part? Right. I honestly come from and the like, vantage point of like, you're gonna just notice my holes and. That you know, I hope you notice my holes. I hope you comment on my holes. Yeah, I hope I you hope, like see my. I holes. hope I hope you never call them holes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I hope I hope I hope no one ever refers to any part of my body as a hole. Um, but I hope you sort of like those holes, like in a respectful way. Right, for sure. Right, like you notice them, you use them, but you're not like being mean to them. I read that as like her not the character, like not knowing how to talk and it being like an indictment on her and like her seduction. I thought it was more like she doesn't consider him to be like a real human being. So she's going to say like wild shit to him. Yeah, Yeah. because clearly, especially... He's nothing. Yeah. And her assistant's nothing. And she's like, I bet I could fuck my my assistant's weird not boyfriend boyfriend. yeah it's clearly this weird power thing and then they do fuck so they she they pull into the her driveway they fuck in the back of the limo town car whatever mia wasikaska is like watching from the window she's clearly very upset about this whole thing and then julianne moore has like a great line where she's just like can you just not get out because i don't want you to like get out of the car after me just climb over the seats back into the she's front like, seat she's like can you climb over yeah but why did she do that because she wanted Mia to see no I don't think she did I think I think that makes it clear that like she just wanted to know that she was still beautiful yeah it's like oh. and, these, and these fucked up people take any like they're like am I more beautiful than my my burn victim right assistant? so it wasn't like a revenge thing for her in and she's it's not. Like a power, like, and I think that thing. was like an interesting part of the movie. It's like Julia Moore being like, Am I more pretty than her? And he's like, uh, yeah, it's like she's not. Julia Moore is not hotter than Mia Wojciechowski in this movie. <laughs> I mean, that's debatable. But then he so then, then Julia Moore comes inside. Mia Wasikowska is sitting on her white couch and is like obviously giving her like the real cold shoulder and just being like, I'm sorry for everything. It's just like, where have you been? You were late, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Mia Wasikowska is like, I'm sorry. I've been going through some stuff. She keeps apologizing. Julianne Moore is just being a huge fucking bitch to her. And well, clearly this woman has missed all of two days of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's is clearly bruised up. So, yeah. Well, we're not. We're never coming from the vantage point of like Julianne Moore is a empathetic character. Yeah. No, she, she's not empathetic, but she, I guess she does have a certain right to be mad. Mm-hmm. Her assistant just doesn't show up. Okay, so Maggie is in the bathroom right now, but 
me and Mary are going to talk about how hot Julianne Moore is. Because actually, she's one of those women who like, I feel like not too many adults have freckles. I think kids have freckles and they fade away. I had a lot of freckles. Right. And then they faded away. And she still has a lot of freckles. And I think that's so, that's oh, such yeah. an attractive. And proudly shows them. Like, they're gorgeous. Yeah, Julianne Moore Freckles are gorgeous. Hot. Which is why there was the, the trend that what would happen was in the last 10 years of um, tattoo freckles. Yeah, th- that's weird. But- I get you the, want freckles, so you can I get, get them the forever. Impetus. But I was going to say that the the first scene that I ever saw her in, where I was basically introduced to her, was also uh, the hottest scene I've ever seen her in in the in Big Lebowski when she flies in. That is so I was strange. Like, what? That a woman who is that hot, who has been in so many hot Did movies where she is supposed thing. to be hot, yeah, and that's the one you pick. Oh, what? Okay, here here's the thing: a woman shooting at you a woman with that haircut what she's kind of naked but she's also wearing no she's not wearing a robe in that she wears it when she gets off the, the she's fully naked oh and painting also very oh, cool artist. of julianne moore as an actress naked in so many movies so many clearly but, like has uh, no mostly qualms about her body done it's oh all... yeah very artfully but done. i think she also is a little bit like show me real who cares exactly i feel like she's she's never like i need to be like a bombshell yeah well, that's another thing. She's also so hot so many times, but she's never... I can't think of a movie where she is an object, like a sexual object. No. Even in fucking Boogie Nights where she plays a porn right. star, she is never... I mean, and obviously that movie is trying to show a different side of sex, but like she's never really objectified in that way. Yeah. I think she has a lot of power behind her, like just an essence of just like, I love her essence. Or she'll yeah. be like, I'll do any naked or sex scene, but it has to be well done. Yeah. Which is such a like powerful move. Yeah, she clearly has standards. And even in early works, I like the really early works I can think of where I think in Robert Altman's shortcuts, you see I think her full frontal bottom and the bottom half. <laughs> You don't see her boobs. You see frontal her bottom. Full frontal frontal bottom. bottom. I'd rather have a frontal bottom than a frontal bottom. I was like, is it in the back or the front? Make up your mind. But my point is, even in that movie, which is like pre-stardom Julianne Moore, it's not like she had a lot of power in Hollywood. She's still choosing specific ways to, you know, she's not in whatever mm-hmm. sex comedy right. or, you know, th- erotic thriller. She's choosing like specific ways to use her body in movies. You know what vibes she gives to me? And I don't mean this in the way that it can mean sometimes. She gives me, st- still lives in New York, not LA, can and bikes. Mm. Can't confirm. Can't, I can't either. But you know you know, in the way that like Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick have those vibes of like, yeah, we pick our kid up from school, but they also are annoying. I feel like Julianne Moore is in no way annoying about it, but bikes are round. I cannot picture her on a bike. I cannot picture her on a bike. I think she bikes. I'm going to Google it. Don't. I feel like. She can't ride a bike. She's she's brittle. You saying she lives in New York. I totally can see her in New York. I I, cannot see her on a bike. I'm going to just Google Julian. She lives in the West Village, like on West 4th Street. You know this. I know exactly where she lives, actually. (gasps) We should go and ask her if she bikes. When I was. When I I used to be. a tour guide for literary pub crawls. Oh, yeah. So I would bring tourists on literary pub crawls of the West Village, and I would see her every day. Wow. 
That's cool. Every day. She took your tour that many times, huh? Every single day. Julianne Moore was like, Maggie, you really give us the best uh, story behind the the uh, the old Kettle of Fish Tavern. <laughs> Allow me to announce here and now that she bikes around Manhattan Whoa. and there are many photos of her biking, oh including in a helmet that's very nerdy and flashy gold. Oh my God. Well, that rocks. Fuck me. I'm wrong. <laughs> She's a queen. Let me see. Turn <laughs> me, Julia. Turn the Moore. laptop. Turn I'll the give laptop. You, I'll give you biking. And then oh, I'll give you. Oh, those are all staged, MK. No, the other people are Anne Hathaway, so it's got nothing to do with her. Um, <laughs> and then and then here we go. Look how cute. No one looks that good on a bike. It's can just you imagine, eyeliner. Can you imagine looking up and smiling and look like that while you yeah, were watch biking? Perfect. And also, no, you've been biking for 30 minutes. You're sweating. You're to- bleeding at your asshole. You you no longer have eyelashes because they've sweated off. Well, of I've been mascara. riding on a hemorrhoid for 30 minutes. I feel great. Popping into Whole Foods. So Julian Moore <laughs> is being a real bitch to Mia Wasikoska, who's sitting on this white couch. Uh, you know, she's she's getting aggravated. They're both getting aggravated. Then Mia Wasikoska stands up, and it is revealed that she, like... It has randomly left on purpose, though. Left you think a, so? Oh, surely, right? No, I never have. I it. can't There's control no intention that behind shit. Any of that? that this was so. The it one just coincidentally scene. worked yeah. out for her. That's that why she, I was like, "That's idiotic." I hope she, she period just cut blooded herself and bled on, some yeah, and then it yeah, was yeah. Her period. This was the one scene in the movie that I like vividly remembered from seeing in theaters. Yeah, and I don't think it's because it was a great scene. I think no. it was because I have so much period trauma. Mm. I'm just like I'm like oh my god my biggest embarrassment would be bleeding on a white couch Mark. and then Julianne Moore screams my crazy assistant bled all over my twelve thousand dollar coat which was very arrested development yeah. it's like it would, really would is. you say that to the man in the three thousand yeah. dollar coat yeah so I could think about yeah one hundred percent yeah she's really upset that I guess coincidentally she period blooded all over this white couch um then she's like clearly fired she goes and sits down in a chair i think she's making a phone call blah 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 whatever it is uh mia wasikoska gets the jump on her picks up what looks like a canadian oscar i'm gonna guess well this movie is canadian which we should talk about that's canadian yeah well this whole movie is like the whole all the it's a canadian film like it was like it could have been nominated for like a foreign film it was shot in America, though. It w- no, it was partially, shot- but mostly in Toronto. That's yeah. not true. It was shot in LA. But I looked it on my. I got trivia. Well, let's. We'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. But he, she, she beats her to death with a Canadian Oscar. That rocks. I loved yeah. that scene. I loved it. It was brutal too. It's like disgusting. Very like. What's the word I'm looking for? Visceral? Visceral, yeah. Like, yeah. you see the I wound, see, you I hear the thinking, crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first bit, like, the first moment when she hits her, I thought we'd only see that one flash of blood on her forehead. I thought we wouldn't get any of the body spasms or anything. We wouldn't get any splatter. And then it was just like, oh, no, no, no. At David's Mad today, we're going to see literally everything. Mm-hmm. And then you even got, like, the second... I don't know. The I love spurt, it. The yeah. second I spurt. And then the spurt on his nose. It was, nose. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it's a really brutal. You know what I just thought of? I can't think of a single, I know this movie had a score, but I can't think of a single instance of music in this I movie. I can't either. Can I? I know. And they did talk about the the music 
the music director and how he was like a really big David always works with him. Yeah, Howard Shore I can't did the think score, of any music. quote unquote, but I can't remember ever hearing Not an it. instant of music. Me either. Yeah, no, same. So I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Guys, if you're if you're listening to this Do you remember the music? Do you? <laughs> do you? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, you're talking before I, I only listen to podcasts now, so I don't even know if I recognize music. Maggie said earlier, I don't even like music Maggie anymore. runs so to Chapo Trap House. Yeah. <laughs> I, d- I literally walk quickly to Chapo Trap House. Right. I can't run. Look at my tits. You think I can run? I know. You got those spindly little legs. Uh, audience, she, they're, they're huge. They're, they're huge. really big. And her legs are small. They're so tiny. I can't but that her would boobs and can't leg run. ratio yeah, is yeah, yeah, so Exactly. I can't mm-hmm. support them. Can but, birds run? No, they fly. No, they fly. Ah. But I would run to Chapo Trap House anyway. Yeah. So she's dead. Julianne Moore is <laughs> dead. Uh, and just at this moment, or maybe slightly later, it's a time jump. I don't know. Benji, that's Tanboy Longneck, shows up at this house to find... Mia Wasikowska, Agatha is her name. I don't, it took me this long to start using the character's name, so I'm like, Benji comes to Havana's house to find Agatha. Havana is Julianne Moore. Is Julianne Moore, Havana. yeah. So I finally no. learned her name. That's her name? Yeah. You gotta put this on. I honestly didn't remember a single person's name but Benji because Benji is a, a dog's name. Exactly. Yeah. So the dog shows up to <laughs> Havana's house to find Agatha uh, basically to be like... um. I, I, you know, I tracked you down because you said you were her assistant or something. And, uh, and then Mio Asakaska says, like, I got mom's wedding ring in the scuffle when I was getting beaten up by dad, when mm-hmm. John Cusack was beating her up, she like stole the wedding ring. Insane thing to think about when you're being punched in the stomach really hard. Well, also, it's clear that that's where you gotta like rewatch that scene. I hate a scene where they don't like actually put it in. Right. Um, and I don't. I, they probably didn't. It was probably just like an e- no, again. They a, did it. It's all. a coke script. Yeah, they were like in the scuffle. And then she, yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. the scuffle, she stole the ring, which is very symbolic. Lord um, of the Rings. Very, yeah, and very she, Frodo. Frodo. She tells tall Tamboy Longneck to go back home and get her dad's wedding ring. That's the mission she gives him, and he's like, "Okay, we'll do." Cut to Cusack. This is where Cusack <laughs> is in the car. Talking about the book tour. Talking about the book tour. He shows up back at home to find Olivia Williams engulfed in some of the worst CGI flames I've ever, ever seen in my seen. life. Yeah. It was like Minecraft she is, flames. She's in the backyard. Right? Right by the next pool. Next to the pool. Right Who does next to the that? pool. And it's, but it's unclear if she set herself on fire or- Nothing's clear from this scene. Yeah, this is very strange. Well, the whole end with those two are so- Well, also it's like- she clearly like put herself next to the pool because she was nervous, but like she gets engulfed in flames, and you don't think about anything else when you're engulfed in flames. And like the most bitch moment maybe ever from Cusack. Oh yeah, mm, I he, know. he can't he can't f- touch his wife because she's on fire. She's literally right next to a pool. He could have pushed her in and then dove in himself, and yeah. nothing would happen. But he cannot do it. He like tries to push her in with a pool chair, Insane. which is maybe so LA. <laughs> Very LA. He like shoves her in with a pool chair. And um, I was also unclear because the CGI and the effects were so bad because she falls into the pool but then disappears. Right. And 
I think she's supposed to have sunk from the bottom, but I was like, oh, that's why the CGI was so bad because he, this is in his head. He's also seeing visions. He's imagining her, and that's oh, why she that, disappears. I don't think that's far. I don't think that's too wrong to think about. That's the only way it dead. works for me. What? But then he, well, anyway, continue, because then he also, he's seemingly dead at the end of the Well, he's scene. like, I think in like a catatonic state or something, mm-hmm. of shock state, but but like, I don't, if she is supposed to be actually there and actually on fire and have actually gone into the pool, it's like, did you shoot this for, it's a fire scene, Michael. What could it cost? $5? You know, it's like, what did you shoot this for? Fucking $6? I know. I could do that with, give me 10 minutes on Getty Images and I'll make you a more realistic thing. Oh, can I say something that I so do in real fire? Yeah. Yeah, I just put it in. Or, or you, you could like but put your they, actress in a suit. And you I was like, like almost they person. couldn't because they were involving fire shots that I hadn't seen done before in a film where it's just like close up the person's on fire like you can see them. That's not often done. They do like a lot of really smart cuts to make it so that you don't really directly see the face and shit like that. It just you know seemed I mean? so bad where I was like, it's either the in fire Cusack's head or it's like this is supposed to be another comment about like fake Hollywood and yeah. it's supposed to be some comment on this type of scene or something. I just, I don't, I couldn't lay my finger on it because it was just too, it was, Cronenberg's too good of a director to have this scene be so bad. It had to have yeah. meant something truly. Because yeah. honestly, it also, head, yeah. I haven't seen The Fly, which is a mark on my soul. But it's great. That's Very not good. CGI related. That's, no, that's fucking. That's all practical. That's pr- yeah. And so, if he understands that from that early fucking time of his directing, why would he do this on purpose? Why would he do cartoon fire? Well, that's why. Like I thought it, m- and it's still unclear if it is because she disappears. So it's is she is it in Cusack's head? Yeah. Is he? I think that's fair. To yeah, assume. like no one sees her body or anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this is just not. And one we all more know vision. dead bodies don't sink. Exactly. Yeah, is that a thing? If it was supposed to be real, she would have needed to fall into the pool and immediately sunk to the bottom before we could see. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, it just it's a it's a weird scene. Uh, basically, then tall tanboy Longneck shows up. Cusack's in a catatonic state. He just like waltzes up, takes the wedding ring off his finger. The kids go back. Mia Wasikowska and tall tanboy Longneck. They go back to. Their old house, the burned wreckage, the empty lot of where their old house is, they perform sort of a weird uh, wedding ceremony. They like put the rings on each other's fingers. They recite some vows, basically. Which is the poem. Which is, yeah, it eventually becomes the poem. why is the poem so centric to them? Like, I do not understand. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like some yeah. symbolic thing of like he's clearly comparing Hollywood to Vichy France to like Nazi occupied France in some weird Please way. Don't. David. Um, and then they take a bunch of pills and lie back awaiting death and like staring up at the stars. And then credits. And didn't and then, the Benji, didn't Benji say, I've had 13 I've had great 13 summers. summers? That line I sort of liked, I was like, actually. I'll puke everywhere. No, I kind of like that, too. He's like, I've lived. Well, it was a little poetic. He's like, I've I've lived 13 summers. Like, yeah, I've lived 13 great summers. Oh, I guess kids do summers. view summer as like the time the best to live. Summer. Yeah, like, summer's yeah. the best. I like, I've like lived 13 great <laughs> summers. And like, I thought that was a weird, sad, nice. I thought I, that line worked for me. 
That All right, was, I'm that, coming I around. I had this moment of like listen, looking at that and being like, God, I've lived like 27 summers and that's I'm I'm doing well. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like another way to like measure your life. Just like I've seen really nice weather 27 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome for me. I guess I'm just a snow guy. And then for Get me, uh, I was watching this on Netflix and the movie ended with the credits started to roll and then Netflix was like, if you liked this movie, you might also like Legally Blonde. Damn. <laughs> Which, you know what? Netflix, I do. Thank I you. love Legally Blonde. They also <laughs> might have been like, do you feel weird right now? Go ahead and yeah, watch something fun. To watch Legally <laughs> exactly, Blonde. Exactly, exactly. I think it's like, like Netflix is like, oh, he watched something suicidal. We have to put in Legally exactly. Blonde. Mm-hmm. Yes, 100%. And the ending of this, too, was jarring. Going from them laying down and it being beautiful, like such a beautiful shot, to this stupid, like almost like computer asleep background of stars rolling around. I was like, this is too jarring. Yeah. I really wanted to know how much of the weird decisions were budgetary versus like creative. Right. Because some of them surely must have been weird Cronenberg creative decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them were surely just because we just didn't have the money. Do you guys think it would have been better if instead of like, if they were like, honestly, the CGI won't look good, so don't do that. And then they just put a bunch of like paper scraps on her. You know, like like a puppet show, like a marionette puppet show fire. Like a, if Wes Anderson was doing yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, that'd be real, that would be way more effective. I think like, I would have liked that If it was way. in his head. Yeah. Because yeah. now I have no idea. It's like, also it's like the dad was like laying dead when the kid yeah. took the ring off him. Well, and at the, the very mom, least, I think he blinked a couple. I was like, he's he alive. I thought he was dead. I thought he was alive. I I'm thought he was sure. in like a catatonic state just being Maybe like, how like, the hell am I going to go on my book tour now? You yeah. Know? My big tour is ruined by my, my si- by my sister wife and my murderous children. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Maps to the Stars. We're going to go into some segments. But first uh, is a new segment I like to call the cool thing Cusack did this week. Or I haven't decided. It's either going to be that or the cool sack thing of the week. Like Cusack, but it's cool. Like the cool I, sack, I like cool sack. Cool sack thing of the week. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So this is the cool sack thing of the week. Uh, as we've talked about earlier on this podcast, John Cusack has really good politics. He's constantly tweeting about stuff. And so this week, as you know, people hopefully know, the, the you know, the Derek Chauvin trial happened. He was thankfully convicted uh, of that. All you know, three, baby. Yeah, all, all three. All three. Really great stuff. But, you know, obviously that doesn't, mean anything in the grand scheme of things the system is still absolutely nothing did you see pelosi's comments i did it was oh my god for for the fans who are pelosi heads out there she was like she was straight up just like thank you for giving your life it's like oh bitch he was murdered he didn't give his life that's the same woman you know you're saying what giving life means that's the same woman who like kneeled in the the kunte cloth for yeah whatever i mean Bottom line, it doesn't mean anything, but the Minnesota Freedom Fund is a Minnesota bail front bail fund, yes. which uh, basically pay, pays criminal bail and immigration bonds for those who cannot afford to pay for themselves. And their whole mission is they seek to end discriminatory, coercive, and oppressive jailing. So that still exists. So in honor of CUSAC and CUSAC's politics, I want to take this time to say, go to MN 
minnesotafreedomfund.org. That's the Minnesota Freedom Fund. They are the Minnesota Bail Fund. Uh, and just like if you can, give them some dollars to help both criminal bail and immigration bonds for people in Minnesota. And as we have seen in the past, you know, lifetime of all of our lives, the, the police are straight up terrible. They're so evil. <laughs> they are. Can I also say something about the Minnesota Bail Fund? They are Freedom Fund. They, um, you go to their website right now. This is like a little heart moment, but they are so um, to the brink of donations that they are basically like, here are other places to donate to because we are full to the brim of. They're a, a wonderful. Well, the, I remember. Nonprofit. I remember them from the very beginning when George Floyd first got murdered. Was like they were taking money and then very quickly got overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. and were like too overwhelmed, and they like spread it out, and then they like they like made made their operation bigger. Yeah, and they, they've like grown into this very cool thing. And their website is also extremely helpful. So you'll go there to donate, and they'll lead you to at least twelve other like more local organizations that yeah your money they are on the cusp of like understanding where your money needs to go right yeah, now. Yeah, they're very good. And you know what? Go there. You can find some organizations through them, or just. Find a bail fund where around where you live. Find a local bail fund because mm. honestly, that's the cool sack thing to do. And that <laughs> is what John would want you to do because he has great politics and you should too. He'd be on his little bike being like, give to your local bail funds. He and would. you should. Well, cash bail is really fucked up and we should end it and, you know, do that. And that is the cool sack thing of the week. Cool sack of the week. Love it. <laughs> All right. And now let's go into some different segments. All right. Segment number one, Q snack. This is where we take a look, take a think. Q sack in this movie. What do we think? Is he a snack? No. Really? You've been talking this whole podcast yeah, about so how attractive you find you. him. Well, no, and now I, no, you're no, no, saying no. he's not I a snack? He was, he was like conventionally attractive and he's like very beautiful and he's like a soft skinned man. But like. Are you he... like looking for soft skinned people? No. This is a thing no, this is, this is my thing. I'm like, he. Too soft. He was a, a softy. He was a little bitch. He could not put his, push his wife one foot not even one foot. Like he couldn't. He couldn't approach his wife while she was on fire. So you're thinking about Not the character. I guess he, I'm thinking about. Looks, Q, I'm just thinking about purely physical. He never Cusack looked that in this good. Movie. He okay. always looked. He always looked like a Hollywood asshole. Wow, this is like really just. It really is in diametric opposition of what it you've is. been saying yeah. for most of the podcast. She's got such a boner for him all night in the I can, right hey, now. I, I contain multitudes, baby. Blue well, balls, baby. You know. Maggie's contain multitudes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, All Maggie's. I'm Wait, Mary, Mary, did you? Yeah, I had a weird attraction to him throughout this. I think mm. if any, if, like, you're not wrong to be like the role itself affected you, but I was like his enjoyment over the role and uh, acting so fucking good and having so much fun with it. I was like, yes. Yeah, you Yes. Just, when but he he's tries, also, Robert Pattinson is also in this movie and he's a snack. I mean, yeah. he's a snack. Well, all and Julianne Moore, and like, yeah, we're all. Yeah, I no. mean, at best, he's like the fifth hottest person in this movie. Oh yeah, but... yeah, yeah, easily. Oh, I thought you were saying Robert. No, 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 no. I would say but, number yeah. one. Should we do a ranking? Number yeah. one, Julianne. Julian. Uh, number two, Robert. Robert. Number three, the Maria. Agent of Julianne. What? 
Oh, Asian Julian. We love old women. Wait, so yes. you're saying Mia Wasikowska is coming in like four? What no, 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 I was three. kidding, She's but I did third. love that Asian. There no, was we, something no, we, about her. Let's do this for real, though. It's like we have Julian Moore, we have Robert Pattinson, we have Mia. I did not find I do we not find We got the ghost of the mom. Ghost of the mom. Ghost of the mom is so hot. So beautiful. No, okay, so ghost of the mom is third, actually. Yeah, I was Mia's fourth. But I think I didn't find Mia attractive because the wardrobe, the costume department, like did such a good job with her. They did not. They made her dowdy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think Mia's like number two for me. I oh, I I know what you like, Mister. I like you know I like wayfish blonde white toast. But I like your Billy Larson's. I like your Florence Pugh's. I like another look into the relationship, guys. (laughs) BTS. I do not look like them. We're getting married in October. (laughs) Listeners, Uh, if you don't know, my fiance, she is a pale skinned blonde lady. So I am right on brand here. Irish genetics. But guess what? After one big burn, I can tan. Okay. I can't. So you have that going, I guess. You can't at all? You I've can't ne- just I've do never one big burn? Tan. I get more freckles, but I've never been tanned in my life. I burn <gasps> wow. one day. The burn so I gotta get. festers. No, I, you, I have never been tanned. I just got to become like horrible burn victim, and then I can get a slight amount of color. I don't think that's how it works, but I hope it does that, for you. Uh, <laughs> I, believe in you. I believe in you. But, um, but uh, okay, yeah. So Rob... No, no, Julian. Wait, wait, we're Julian, not. Okay, Rob. are we only not including the mother because of the monk haircut? Because she's stunning. And you do see her boobs. You do, and her nipples are great. No, they're, she had good nipples. She, I didn't think she had good boobs. Okay. What? But her nipples are they're great. They're so tiny. They're like pizza boobs. But those little nipples. Those little boobs that look like little pizzas mm-hmm. that are just sort of like little The nipples like, look like um, that little uh, squeeze guy. Which mm-hmm. is like, yeah. I think she's going to come in at a solid number five for me. Here's my personal. Julianne Moore. Yeah. Mia Wasikowska, yeah. Robert Pattinson, John Cusack, Olivia Williams. That's my five. Mm, interesting. Right. I would put Olivia Williams, the dead mom, above mm. Cusack. All right. That's I don't fair. think that's wrong. I don't think that's wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, women are more attractive, so like, don't even argue with that. Yeah. But uh, I would say John cannot come. It, John's after Robert. Pat, I'm not insane. Yeah, he's after him. Yeah, oh, for sure. And he was so repulsive in the movie. Like he's never dressed well. Yeah, they never dress him well. They all him I remember like, him in is just shadows. Shrouded hats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pattinson looks good. He's got that good, like, sort of, like, bro hair. Oh, he always looks good. He's a good-looking he's, guy. Yeah, he's good. Uh, all right, next segment. Uh, this is where we decide, is this one of the 10 movies he likes? He has been quoted, in The Guardian, I've made 10 good films. I'm sure you know which ones they are. The ones that suck, I tend to blank out. It's like I've never made them. So on this podcast, we are trying to figure out which of those 10 they are. We have so far mm. figured two probably he likes we think he likes being john malkovich yes, we think duh. he likes stand by me yes we're locking those two in mm-hmm. do we think that this is one of those 10 i think he does because of the director because of the rest of the cast and because of the anti-hollywood stance yes. for all of those reasons i am also I going agree to agree too. i think, I think we can lock this this is it's been a while since we put one on the list. This is exciting. I think this, this is, really is one exciting. of them. I think he it's likes one of the, this. It's Master not a good stars. movie, but I think he likes it. 100%. Uh, yeah. 
And I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier about him just doing an anti-Hollywood thing, what yeah. you just said. Like, it did resonate for him. He's going to put everything into this role because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Matt, you and I were watching this together, and we had that little moment where we were just like, fuck, he likes this. He's like, going for it. He's you can tell doing when he this cares, movie. too. You can tell when he, Which is like, great. Is I love doing... to see him having fun and, like, doing yeah. what he does best, which is... Punch his daughter in the stomach. Punch his daughter in the stomach. Where it won't leave bruises. All right, let's lock it in. Number number three on the list of ten. We got being John Malkovich. You did twenty two episodes of this. This is twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, this is the third one. No, how many movies has he been in? Forty plus. I would guess one hundred and seventeen. He's not Nicolas Cage, despite he. But they are related. Nicolas Cage has been a while. Uh, they're not like not literally, Probably. but they're spiritually. All, actually, yeah. um, they're all related. Let's move on to the next segment. This segment is called Coffee Tea Me. This is an honor, uh, named in honor of the woman who spoke those mortal words in Working Girl, Joan Cusack. Now, this is where we decide what part in this movie would we like to see recast with Joan Cusack. I think there's a very obvious one. Oh my God. Very obvious one. It's got to be Olivia Williams, right? The whole plot is they're, they're, they're a weird siblings. incest yes. plot. They're siblings. It has to be it's- her. And you want the real sibling. And in fact, I was di- I while I was watching and realized it was incest, I was like, it has to be Joan. What, where is Joan? Be Joan? That would be meta as fuck. But she's also, she's also drunk dancing to Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing a While she's lady. sobbing in the bathtub. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that would be instead of sobbing the tub, she just sings Stevie Nicks yeah. like drinking a like a like full like Viking handle of beer. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I initially was going to say John's role. I would love would to hear fun. her screaming about book tours, but wait, that's actually very good. It's like so this like young actor has like two moms who and are like seemingly progressive. How much cooler if she, would it the be to have would... an incest scenario with two moms? I don't. That's not possible though, right? You can't have blood. Yeah. You can't have. Bl- I mean, you could have incest. You can't have blood incest with two moms. So yeah, the point of this yeah, is but that the, the whole the incest like give us incest. Well, but the whole point of this was like the kids were fucked up because of it. Yeah. And like that's what fucked up the kids. All right. I guess this is where heterosexuality wins. Yeah. Is incest. Oh, we got it, boys. <laughs> One for the bake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's let's do that when we when we digitally recast Joan and all of his movies. Let's uh, let's put this one towards the top of the list. We got it. Let's do the next segment is called uh, Tales from the Trivia Page. I went to the IMDb trivia page and wrote down the scant few that I thought were interesting. Number one, uh, originally Viggo Mortensen was supposed to be the John Cusack role and Rachel Weisz was supposed to be the Julianne Moore role. That would have been a terrible movie. I cannot even terrible understand movie. that at all. Rachel Weisz only got her like, I don't know. I would not be interested to watch her do that in 2014. She was too hot then. Yeah, she she's was so way she too hot. Then. She couldn't. She's and a great yeah. actress, but she, I don't she think she could handle so the, young, the, she? the the insecurity and like desperation. Yuck. Um, and then uh, who Vigo Morris and I would just be like, I love you, Aragorn. Yeah. Vigo is too. Yeah, he's another one too that attract- I think is too again, hot. Again, yeah, too hot. You can't do that. Cusack has a little bit more smarminess. Yeah. There's, so, there's something like not Asian masculine. growth. 
He's not. A, he's not a masculine figure. Yeah. The way, yeah. No. And there's something like very staid and like, yeah, masculine. Or it's just that like strong, silent type in mm-hmm. in the the Aragorn the Aragornness of it all. Um. Yeah. So good that that didn't work out. All right. When I said earlier, I was wrong, Mary. Uh, in a, his almost fifty-year career, this was the very first time that David Cronenberg ever filmed anything in the United States. His movies were all shot in Canada, as he is Canadian. But the film shot for five days in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. No, five. This only five days, it. and twenty-four days in Cronenberg's native Toronto. So I was wrong when I said before. I had just it's only read Canada film the first half of the sentence, but it's it's interesting that he's been a legend. You can for tell so all the, the kid is Canadian. The kid's always One, like, hundred yeah. percent. What, what slur did he say? He was like, "You're a Jew, foggit." Yeah, and I was like, "Are you trying to say? Are you trying to say the, the other slur?" One? Yeah, he's like, "You're a foggit," and you're like, "You Canadian? What is you your accent that? even?" <laughs> that no. makes sense why he casts so many Brits because it's like the common one hundred percent. Yeah. No, this is a Canadian movie about America. Yeah. They're like, mm. America's fucked up. Is David Cronenberg Canadian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, Wild. Last bit of trivia. The more Agatha's past is revealed to the viewer, the more visible and pronounced her scar tissue becomes. I, I did, did notice that. Yeah, I that's, didn't notice that's cool. That's cool. Cool. I got nothing. We love a choice. <laughs> yeah, cool. one more metaphor. Thank you. We love you. a choice. <laughs> Um, all right, next segment is called Q's Tweets. I just put in the name of the Q's movie. Q's Tweets? Q's, like Q-Sack, the Q's. Oh, careful. The Q's man? Okay, careful. <laughs> careful That's all I gotta say. You got her all riled up. Careful. <laughs> careful. She's gotta get on a thread. Q's Tweets. Uh, that, so, wait, actually, this is gonna how you're gonna get huge. Call this podcast Q's Tweets. Q's Tweets. And you're gonna, you're gonna just like you be like rattled into infamy. You think so? Yeah. Yes, uh, absolutely. All right. Maybe I will. I just, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. He's down, apparently. I don't get it. Q. The Q man. Oh. Oh. Dude, you got, you got, you gotta like get the Q on people. I know. Yeah, he's, <laughs> He's gorgeous. Uh, he's gorgeous. He's so gorgeous. He's so gorgeous. I get it. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I could somehow like make the Q people think that this was also a QAnon yes. podcast. And you could. It's about Hollywood and you're shitting on Hollywood. Yeah, so and just they, tag everyone where we go dong. one, we go all. Oh my God, yeah. Ding dong. Cusack becomes a huge QAnon like hero and he's like, what the fuck? What? I'm just trying to ride my bike around a protest. And then just like the JFK Jr. thing, there's just like some random schlubby guy will show up and they'll be like, that's actually John Cusack in makeup. He's here. <laughs> Do you know about the JFK Jr. thing? Of course. Yeah, okay. yeah I've, I've seen she the doc. The I watched right? the doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Q's tweets. Where we go on, we go all. Yeah. Uh, okay, so LL Carrington tweeted, just finished Maps to the Stars. John Cusack is fiendishly delicious in this deeply dark comedy. John is an exquisite actor and I adore his activism. To which Cusack responded, not a film for the faint of heart, but directly addresses the moral rot in the USA. John, John, okay. John. No, th- th- so this is his back. 10. This is top 10. Yeah, yeah so definitely. this is what he clearly he likes it. this. He loves That's this wonderful. movie. He loves that he's like, yeah, I play a corrupt therapist in Los Angeles. No, I yeah. went on a book tour. Yeah, yeah book tour. 
Yeah. All right. Next segment. Who is he dating and how did it impact his performance? So he's a lifelong bachelor, a serial dater. He's dated many, many Does famous... he have any children? No children. Just never been married, but dated many, many people over wow. the course of his career. During the filming of this movie, he was single. The whole time. Whoa. The whole time. Was he fucking though? Uh, he may have been fucking, but that that's information's that's, hard to find on the out. internet. But just he's not in a relationship. So how do you think the lack of a relationship helped or didn't help or affected at all his performance? It may maybe it didn't. I'll go right into this. Go on, go on, go on. I go will on. say that it allowed him to center himself into the meat and bones of something that he cared so much about, which is anti-Hollywood anything. And he just delved into this. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear that that's This what he did. was his girlfriend. He was like, yes. I am doing a movie with this classic director, with this classic cast. Yeah. And he was like, I my purpose to be alive is to like fucking unveil Hollywood for what it is. Yes. Like show the population how bullshit this is. And then he was like, oh, 14 people saw this movie? Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it didn't matter to him because he's married to the work. Yeah, exactly. He's mm-hmm. about the work. Yeah. yeah. And that's why he's 100%. happy. 100%. That makes a lot of sense. All right. We've come to our last segment, oh guys. Oh, my God. This is a segment called Things I Like, Things I Hate, Things I Think Are Weird. Mary, what's one thing you liked about this movie? Oof. Well, I mean, there was a lot to like. There was a lot to not like. Um, I really enjoyed all of the kind of like sarcastic on the tip of the tongue acting that everybody did. I thought that was really fun to watch. Uh, I enjoyed feeling like I was smart when I delved into metaphors and I wasn't actually. They were fed to me. But um, I was a little bit like, Excuse me, if they are actually siblings, they don't need to have the same haircut. You don't need to tell me they're siblings with their haircut. That's not I have like. very that's different like. haircuts from so that's my one brothers. Thing you didn't like. That's a don't like. Okay, so you I have like very different haircuts yeah. from my brothers. Okay. You don't need to have... I, I didn't understand that. Why do you got to do that? Right. Maggie, what's one thing you liked about the movie? I liked Julianne Moore. Yeah. I thought she was great in this movie. I thought she carried this movie. And I thought in the like third act when she was not in this movie, it failed. Mm-hmm. And I think she this is a this is a Julianne Moore film, and I think she fucking rocked it. And I think no actor failed in this movie, but I think she carried this movie on her back, and the scenes that she wasn't in, I didn't care to see. Yeah. I'm going to say, because he hasn't gotten that much shine in this movie, the thing I liked is I think it's really hard to find child actors who are good. Mm -hmm. And I thought the child actor kid in this movie was very good. Mm -hmm. I thought thought he did a great job. He played uh, like a range of emotions all pretty well. Uh, And I think that's just really hard because most child actors suck. Mm -hmm. Very true. That's one thing I liked about the movie. And hated. Well, what's one thing you didn't like, hated? Oh, I'm sorry. I just stepped ahead of it. Uh, All right. Well, one thing I hated was hmm, hate's too strong a word, but I did want the tone to be a little bit more consistent because I think there's a version of this movie that's really funny and there are definitely some laugh moments. And I think on purpose, there's like 
you're laughing with it, not at it. And I think they could have made it a little bit more. And maybe that's just like a personal choice. I like comedy. So I just like wanted to be more of a Mm -hmm. comedy. Uh, And I think they could have leaned more into the Hollywood satire. And I didn't like that. They, it was like there sometimes. And then they would like really left turn it sometimes. And it just felt like a little jarring the tonal shifts. I hated the inconsistency of this movie. I feel like some, like I think you touched on that with tonally, and I think also it's like sometimes he states things six times, and sometimes he doesn't explain it at all. And there's like there's like not a clear tone to this movie. There's not a clear style to this movie. There's not a clear message to this movie. There's like nothing, in, which is fine. I don't think every filmmaker has to set out to make like this is what I meant to do. But I think you have to be consistent about some things. And this movie felt wildly inconsistent about everything. And that's because it's a cocaine movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a cocaine movie. This is a cocaine movie. Can I say what I hate, even though I also hated the sibling haircut? Yeah. Go on. Gene Vest, unnecessary. You didn't have to do that. You Stop. didn't have to we do went over that. This. We you didn't need have to put a Gene Vest on a human being. was vital. The Gene Vest made the film. We love the Gene Vest. Go back. She could have had like a bandana or a scarf. What, what, what would we do? I what said scarf. 2014. Bandana. Hat. 2014. Hat. All right, Gene Vest is a crazy thing to do. No, Is no, there no. anything we think is weird about this movie? Clearly, there's a lot weird. Anything we want to call out as weird? Any? Just let's do weird and let's also just do final thoughts. Any final thoughts about Maps to the Stars, David Cronenberg's 2014 smash hit? <laughs> well, weird, you have like the last 20 minutes of this movie, there's like two murders, two suicides, mm-hmm. like four instances of incest um three suicides yes th- like exactly it's like yeah crazy in the last literal 20 minutes of this movie Everybody and it's dies. Like, and none of it's deserved the only deserving the only moment that's like you feel fulfilled by is julianne moore getting killed yeah mm-hmm. and then every other insane part you're just like what the fuck i, I i'm what like you're watching it's like you're watching a writer instead of you're watching a movie you know the difference, like yes. when you're watching you're, a, when yeah, you're watching a movie, on. Julianne Moore gets killed, and you're like, okay. And when you're watching a writer, it's like four people commit suicide. There's like uh, uh, happens to be on the same night as this. It's like mm-hmm. oh, they're like all committing incest at the same time as all this other shit. Well, and it makes like, sense. Oh, that this like, is a novel. It was based on a novel, and I feel like that makes sense. Well, it makes sense, but like, do better. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like you could have yeah. just you could have just done better. Editor yeah. and scriptwriter and whatnot. You can figure this out. Don't blame the editor. The editor works with editor what he has. Editor. Good job. Do not blame the editor. The Editors editor, are yeah. the unsung heroes of Hollywood. Matt is an editor. I'm an editor. You guys don't know. That's why these podcasts are edited so tight. So tight. tight. This is like been under an hour. I think my my weirdness would be really like it stood out to me when Julianne Moore said the holes thing. It was like huge to me. Couldn't see where she was coming from. Didn't understand what vantage point that was. Couldn't empathize, couldn't not empathize, like was just so confused. I think I'm gonna try it though. I also I, think, I, I was I, like, should I, I be think talking I'm about gonna my be, holes I think more? I'm gonna be like, do you like my holes? Yeah. And I think my loving boyfriend would be too like thrown off to be like, No, please don't. He'd 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 give a resilient okay. But maybe he too needs a moment to get used to whole talk. 
Well, if I was like, well, do you want to ask me if I like no, that's your a holes? podcast? And he's like, hole talk. talk, yeah, hole, hole talk. talk, hole talk. We're They're talking about holes, and we're talking about the band. We're talking about it all. Welcome Guess to hole what? Talk. We're mystified by caves. We're mystified by the ones in space. Why aren't we mystified by the ones in our bodies? They're called holes. They're called holes, baby. And then, it, and then like a, a whole song smashes in as like your theme music. Which one? Jennifer's Body. By Hole? Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer's Body was a Hole song? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mary, you're embarrassing me. Keep it on the pod. Keep it on the pod. I love Grimes. Wait, I love this pod. This was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, this is that's been the pod. Before we go... Ma- uh, Mary, Maggie. We have the same name. Yeah. We're the same it's fine. person. Maggie, we where can same. we find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm not going to drop a handle because I I hate it all at this point. If I you find search Maggie Crane and any sort of social on, media on platform you want to follow her on, you can find I'm her. I'm one of the early lucky ones where all my handles is my actual name. Oh, there you how go. How crazy is that? Dream. The dream. Yeah, 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 the dream. Um, But yeah. Mary, where can we find you? You can find me on TikTok at Adult Teeth with seven E's, and I don't post anything. <laughs> so there'd be no point. <laughs> you can go there and just see what kind of videos she likes. Yeah, there. I like, guess so. Fucked up. It's all, it's all whole activity. It's pretty hot. It's a lot of whole, whole. A lot of cats. Uh, you can find me at MatthewLStrickland.com. Uh, yeah, last last episode, we, me, Colby, and Danny talked about how we never plug our actual websites, and that's what we should do. W- I do w- have a website. You guys can go. Maggie Crane Comedy. Oh, go there. It's all my dates. Go to MaggieCraneComedy.gov. Oh, it's like all the old right time capsule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to mk You should buy my art. I am very good. MKDoherty.com, MaggieCraneComedy.com. You can also find me at Pornhub.com slash Hotboys. Yeah, Pornhub.com was already taken, so I did Pornhub.com. If you could only change the dot part. Pornhub.com. Pornhub.com. Three R's. You can find me online at Clomclorm.com. You can order some Thai food. Oh, it's me. actually very good. It's really it's good. It's really good. It. Yeah. yeah. And everyone is like, d- order from them, get their app though. You sound like you're a huge directly. racist. You're like, Clom Clarn, and people are like, wow, racist. Nope, not like, making fun of it. It's no, an actual. Great, it's our favorite Thai restaurant. Guys, this has been Pod Cusack, of course, as always. It's always. John, this is all for you. We it's miss all, you. We all, love you. It's all for you. Stay safe. It's Pod Cusack, baby.